this is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with When People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. We were having one of our biweekly strategy meetings with the management and leadership team with one of our clients. And we were talking about how communication has changed drastically over the last eight or so months with the onset of COVID. Especially for organizations who had an in-person presence and people could just walk down the hall to someone else's office, pop their heads in, ask a question, and then go back to their offices. Things look mighty different. Let's go back to that scenario. You walk down the hall to your colleague's office, you poke your head in, you see she's got her head down, she's really busy, you might do a soft knock on the door, hey, can I interrupt you for a quick minute? She raises her head, gives a quick nod and a smile, and you know you are welcomed to ask your quick question. You do so. There are a couple of minutes of conversation, and you can read by her tone of voice, her body language, her facial expressions, her gestures, more of the meaning than just her words. You conclude the conversation, you walk back down the hall to your own office, and you continue on with whatever it was you were doing. That scenario is not playing out these days. So we are having to rely upon other ways to communicate. The question that came up in our strategy meeting with our client was, what unconscious habits have we created? When COVID hit in March and changed many of our worlds around, we had to shift, we had to pivot, we had to do things quite differently. And we may have adopted some habits that don't quite serve us as well as they should. Instead of being able to walk down the hall and poke our head into our colleague's office, we are relying almost solely on written communication. We're relying on email, Slack, Basecamp, Trello, Teams, Asana, and all of that is written with the exception of a few emojis, which are somewhat visual, but they're still in that written form. The world has changed how we communicate. So some of you may know that when I started out my career fresh out of college, I was an English teacher. I taught writing and communication to seventh and eighth graders. That only lasted a couple of years because that was not the best place for me to be. And my 
entire professional career has been about communication, whether it's to seventh and eighth graders, whether it is to CEOs and executives, whether it is to people in an organization. One thing I've always recognized is that how people communicate in writing can be far different from how they communicate otherwise. I remember in my young days as an entrepreneur and business owner, where I was assisting other business owners, one of my first clients came across very much in this brusque, business-like, get-things-done manner. Very little chit-chat, very little banter. It was, matter of fact, get the job done. Which is fine, because I like to get the job done. And then I remember maybe a year or two after we had been working together, because much of our work could be done virtually, we had the opportunity to meet in person. And I remember being so taken aback because she was so different in person than how she had related to me through her writing. And what I realized is she had a persona that came across in her writing, probably because she's in a hurry and she's just going to type it out, get the message out, no chit chat, no time for any of that, boom, 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 done. In person, however, she was much more personable and wanting to connect on a deeper level. So now let's fast forward to today in 2020 when so much of how we're communicating is forced to be done through writing. I recently got an email from our credit union that said, we all have our preferred ways of communication. With the current environment, in-person may not be a top choice. If you need help, here are our different methods of contacting us. And then they went on to list phone and chat and yes, in-person email, and they were very clear on here are these different methods. Each of us, it seems, should offer those options when communicating with others. Along with that, each of us has our own preferences. I am very verbal linguistic which means I see words. I would much rather read something than watch a video. I would certainly much rather read an article than, believe it or not, listen to a podcast episode. Because I don't process very well through my ears. It takes me more time and energy to take what I'm hearing in my ears and translate it to words. Other people are the exact opposite. My husband, Mark, processes the world through what he hears, not so much through 
what he sees in terms of words. That means he and I process the world far differently. And therefore, when we're imparting information to the other, we should take that into account. So how I like to be communicated with, my preference could be very different from yours, which is why the smart organization or person should list the different ways to communicate. You send me an email, I am all over that and I can respond. A voicemail, yes, because I don't get many of those. Other forms, I am not prone to responding lickety-split. You send me a text because it takes me forever to respond. That is not my preferable form of communication. But I can type like the wind. Send me an email. You will get a response. All of these need to be factored. So now we come back to, we are in this COVID time of being. We are communicating differently. Some of us have different preferences for the best way to communicate. How we like to be communicated with and how we like to communicate with others. And we're not always conscious of this. This is what one of the people said in our strategy meeting. What unconscious habits have we created? I know that if I am to text someone or even call them, I assume I will be interrupting them. Because to me, probably because this is how I view it, an unexpected unscheduled phone call out of the blue is jarring. I have very few phone calls that aren't scheduled meetings. So therefore, something that just comes up is out of the ordinary. Texts, I've already said I don't respond well to texts. You can't schedule texts. So that means it's an interruption. That is my assumption. That is how I take those things. So if I am to reach out to somebody, I'm going to probably do it by email because that's my preferred way of communication. It's how you're going to get the best results from me. So that's where I think I'm going to get the best results from others. So I send an email. But for some people, that email may feel like an intrusion and just pile it up on the other thousands of emails they already have. And that's not an exaggeration, by the way. We have one client where the CEO says he has 9,000 emails in his inbox. So sending him an email, it just gets lost. He responds much better to phone calls. Who knew? We must take into consideration that 
how we may have communicated in the past has changed. And we may be relegated mostly to a form of communication of writing. And if that is not our preferred mode, and or if we come across far differently in writing than we do in voice or in person or even in Zoom, that is going to add some layers of confusion and dissonance. So think about what unconscious habits have we created? What assumptions do we have? Do you think that you are intruding if you communicate with someone in a certain way? Flip it. What if by communicating in the way that you prefer, like for me, it's email, What if that is an imposition for the other person? These need to be conversations. What is your preferred way to communicate? If I need to get hold of you quickly, what is the best way to do that? I don't want to feel like I'm interrupting What's the best way to get in touch with you that doesn't interrupt you, but yet continues the question or the conversation that we've been having? These kinds of questions and conversations take this out of the realm of implicit agreements to explicit agreements. Implicit is implied, which means we never really outwardly agreed on that. Explicit means we had a conversation and here's what we said about that. And implicit versus explicit agreements, advanced class, continue to have those conversations because just because it was said once, or it was stated, this is what I want, doesn't mean that lasts forever. Just like with any relationship, you need to check in. I think that's what I'm trying to get here, is have the conversation about the direct best way to communicate, and then check in. Until next time. May you thrive.